1: All right. Welcome back. This is the Believe in Rams podcast and it is episode 154. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me as always is Cameron Lynch, your former Rams linebacker. And uh, I I love that. I love the little. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Blessings. Yeah. (laughs) Gratitude there.
1: (laughs) So, uh, so today uh, we're going to be discussing pretty much everything that's going on uh, around the LA Rams. And uh, we're going to be touching on some interesting topics uh in regards to the NFLPA uh first ever report Ooh. card of all 32 teams that was very enlightening and interesting uh, to say the least and <clears throat> i'm lucky because when we're talking about the NFLPA, i got a former player here like that can actually touch on this so that'll be cool uh, yeah. i'm also going to grill cam on his thoughts on if jalen is going to get traded and uh, we're going to be talking about whether or not it's too early to draft the quarterback of the future, uh, you know, this year in the NFL draft, and in addition to that, you guys have mentioned it before, but reunions, right? We talk about John Johnson, he's gonna get released by the Browns. I think you and I have brought this up before as a possibility. Yeah. Um, Roger Saffold, you know, obvious reunion is possible there. Robert Woods. You look at Robert Woods, exactly. Uh, your guy, Michael Brockers, uh, you yeah. know, just the nonstop, like energizer bunny in that locker room and then uh, odell uh so we can we can talk about all of that before we do we're gonna head into our ad read and then we'll get the show started so bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from nfl and bowl season to esports you always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. With the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events, head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts. So cam burning question for you. I said I was going to grill you. I'm going to grill you, man. I'm <laughs> going to so grill you right now. Jalen Ramsey is likely to be traded. Now you and I might want to throw hands about this uh, news coming out. Cause Jalen <laughs> is a dog, but do you think this deal does get done? Like everyone's talking about. And what do you feel the Rams are going to get in return?
0: Yeah. When it comes to Jalen Ramsey, the Rams have to get something, and then more, right? Jalen Ramsey, he, he's a generational player. We know that he's a leader in the locker room. And so when it comes to Jalen Ramsey, I think I sent you a lot of times whenever we podcast, usually the day after Jake, there's some news where I'm sending you an Instagram message like, hey, Adam Schefter, know. you know, Jay, like after Bobby Wagner, we talked about Bobby Wagner all last week. And then right after that, Jalen Ramsey's talking about he wants to leave next. And so You know, we talked about the let conversation about remodeling. And I just think they're cleaning the house at this point, Jake. Like, they're just like, hey, guys, let's get everyone out of here and let's start anew. Um, So it's pretty frustrating. You know, it's pretty frustrating as a Rams fan, as a former player as well, just kind of getting rid of um, the things that they built already. Um, And so we talked about some of the boomerang players, right? Your Robert Woods, your Michael Brockers guys coming back. To, to add to the leadership in the locker room. I think, you know, regardless of what happens here, leadership is key. Um, you mentioned an article um, about, um, you know, just about what what happened last year uh, with Sean McVay. And he leaned on Bobby Wagner. He really needed that leadership to come through from the players. And so, you know, whatever happens, <laughs> you know, in this remodeling just make sure that there's leaders in the locker room, some proven leaders. And I do think your Roger Staffords, your Robert Woods, and your Michael Brockers, they are leaders. So with Jalen Ramsey, going back to your original question, you gotta get you have to get some and then more, right? Whether that's some some first round draft picks, you know, we don't know, second round or third rounders, but I think that's extremely important. And then, you know, we talk about the quarterback position uh with Matthew Stafford. We know we know my man is hurt now. Not last year he was hurt, but it, it, there's a question around that his health. And so, you know, Baker Mayfield is, is he going to come back? What does that look like? But really making sure that the quarterback position that there's depth there. Cause we learned, we learned that between the Rams or your your favorite uh, arch nemesis, the 49ers quarterbacks are like gold. That's currency. So, you know, we'll see what happens Jake, but it's not, it's not making me happy whatever's going on with Jalen Ramsey. No,
1: no, 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 no. It, it is. It's not making me happy either. Um, <laughs> I, i'll say this and and i've said this a lot this week alone just on different shows and and whatnot but you know jalen isn't just like every other corner like i think we're at the point where you know does like we're asking the question the kansas city chiefs just won the super bowl with two rookies on, on their corner staff you know the, well, a late round pick in Lejarius need who they've developed and they they spent 12 million dollars uh this past year on Eric Reed um you know Justin Reed excuse me and then uh you know they have a rookie and uh an, a rookie safety they moved on from honey badger you know they paid Chris Jones that's like your Aaron Donald contract of the defense right but you look and I mean even you know your go-to position linebacker you know they don't have a Bobby Wagner they're they're rolling with nick bolton who's gonna get paid a lot of money but not right now he's not right they got him on a rookie deal they have leo channell they have willie gay these are all draft picks so i feel like the league is trending in the direction of copying once again i mean they always do this the rams were copied to a degree teams we had never seen that many trades in an offseason before uh, until the rams did it for Stafford, and then all of a sudden Deshaun Watson here and Russell Wilson here and I I mean we we just don't this isn't the NBA we don't see trades like that and now all of a sudden we are so you know the Rams won the Super Bowl and I think teams are like "Eh, we'll give it a shot the Rams did it, and they won a Super Bowl so let's give it a shot right Uh, we saw the 49ers make a trade that I didn't really expect them to make I didn't expect them to go out and trade that many picks for McCaffrey They don't pick until the third round. They did not win a Super Bowl last year, but they do have McCaffrey long-term, so you have to think about that. Here's the thing, okay? Shots at the 49ers, no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, just like low-key, like just, you know, almost, it's coming up on on almost 30 years since the last time you won a Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, (laughs) you know, three decades man that's impressive um so (laughs) anyway my point cam is that when you copy the super bowl you know defending super bowl champions and this point the the chiefs like how you would copy the chiefs is kind of how the rams are setting up if they trade away jalen ramsey right because last year they had frank clark frank clark kind of similar I mean, not as good of a run defender, but kind of similar to Leonard Floyd, right? And so, you know, I think really we're getting to the point where we're going to start to see teams not want to pay the cornerback top dollar, and we're going to start to see teams, dare I say it to a man who is a defensive minded guy, doesn't mean you don't know offense, but you played defense. Cam, I hate to say it. I think the league is trending into an offense wins championships. And furthermore, what I will say is right now, sports have never been more full of promoting the score, right? Yeah. You look at baseball, look at how quickly look at, oh, we're, we're getting rid of the shift. We're getting rid of this. We're making bigger bases. We just added a pitch clock. So now you have these sports that are trying to Get everybody to come in. Well, what's the easiest way to get people to join in and watch your game? A lot of scoring, right? Because yeah. good defense is also called trash offense from the casual fan. Am I not? Am I wrong there? I mean, the Rams Patriots game in the Super Bowl. People thought that was the worst Super Bowl ever. Brutal. I thought that was a pretty good Super Bowl with some fantastic defensive minds and Wade Phillips and uh, I totally forgot his name, but Brian Flores. There we go. The point is that I'm making, Cam is that I do believe that Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas city offense has pushed the league back from the Legion of boom, defense wins championships back into an offense wins championships mentality. And I don't know how like long that. this is going to last, but I think this is the new trend. This is the new wave and we see it. It goes in flux and all that. We get reminded, Oh, defense matters again. Cause then someone comes up with something innovative and now you're like, Oh crap, I didn't know that you could do that for a defense. And now all of a sudden, offenses can't do anything against it. Then an offense figure, uh, figures out a way to beat that. Now the offense is. So I think right now we're trending back into the offense wins championships mentality. I don't know if you agree with that. But I do feel like we should discuss it because that is what I feel. The Rams are kind of not, they're trend centers, but they're also trend followers, but they're always at the top. You know what I mean? They're always trying to follow what's what's in or, or trying to innovate what's in. And I feel like this is in right now, whether I want to agree with it or not, Cam. And I don't think Jalen, it, it'd be a disservice to call him just a top corner. He does everything, but, I mean, look, who's the highest paid corner right now in the NFL uh, as far as total value on his contract? It's Denzel Ward of the Browns. The Browns are also paying a quarterback with 25 allegations in the offseason. They're paying him a fully guaranteed contract, and he did not look very good last year. I'm not going to take the Browns as a team to design my building around, right? So that's where I'm at.
0: Not at all. And, you know, you mentioned something. You mentioned Chris Jones, right? You talk about, you know, teams copying championship teams, uh, the Chiefs paying Chris Jones like like the Rams paid Aaron Donald. I think, you you know, you you mentioned going away from the cornerback position. I think you you build up the defensive line, right? At the end of the day, whenever you control the line of scrimmage, we always talk about this. When you control the line of scrimmage, that way you can control the game. And so when you have someone – Applying pressure to a quarterback or that offense wins championship type of team, you're causing havoc and basically you're giving your rookie corners chances. A lot of times when it comes to defensive backs, whenever you have a good defensive line, corners love that. Number one, because the ball gets disrupted, right? You have a a good offense. These guys are wheeling and dealing. You have a great quarterback that's, that's making moves. Well, if you go back to the championship game with Patrick Mahomes with that ankle, I was a little worried about about the Chiefs, right? Because I knew, okay, the Eagles have a great defensive line. They're going to really get after him. Patrick Mahomes, he's a magician. He figures the things out. But whenever you have a good defensive line that applies pressure, that takes the stress off your cornerbacks. And therefore, that means the ball is getting thrown a little bit higher. The ball is a little bit delayed because there's a hand in their face. You know, the Rams, we didn't have that because Aaron Donald got hurt and the pass rush did suffer. But – whenever your defensive line is great, that takes pressure off your defensive back. So when you bring in a Michael Brockers, you know, when you bring in uh, people on the defensive line that can cause pressure that can really motivate his teammates, I think that takes pressure off the cornerback position. So going back to our original question with Jalen Ramsey, right? Does he get traded? Does the the Rams make sure that they build up this defensive line? Does, Does Leonard Floyd stay? Do they add another piece to that? What does that look like? So... I'm I'm very curious, but I do think back to your original question. The league is going to go back to an offensive mind, uh, offensive league. Um, they want to score points. They want people to tune into the football game. And going back to that Rams and Patriots game, I was able to broadcast that game, my first broadcast ever. And and Jake, it was brutal. It was brutal, my man. It was brutal. The the scores were low. Uh, there wasn't too much excitement. But one thing I do remember, Julian Edelman went off in that game. James White and Julian Edelman went off in that game. And so that just goes to show when you have a great offense, it makes the game a little bit more exciting. And, you know, that's something that you remember. That's something that sticks out. So offensive-minded league, uh, does Jalen Ramsey leave? Bobby Wagner's not there anymore. You know, Aaron Donald might be retired. He might be jumping ship. So we'll see.
1: That's also kind of the weird thing here is like, you know, we've talked about it, you know, aaron Donald, this is what happens when you you get that extra deal right but also like why would aaron Donald stay (laughs) like if if they're doing what it looks like they're doing and that's why i don't buy that they're doing what it looks like they're doing i think if they trade jalen ramsey it's to reallocate those funds to reallocate that cap uh, and, and capital so to speak towards other positions like the chiefs are doing i mean the chiefs are i, I just keep bringing them up because they're such a great example here they just yeah. won a super bowl showing you we don't need honey badger and we don't need Tyreek Hill. i mean they let tyree Hill, tyree kill won 30 million they're like peace out you know we'll, we'll send you over to miami you you want to play in miami here you go Now you're in Miami. We're going to win a Super Bowl. You enjoy your 30 million being one of the best wide receivers playing with Tua Tagovailoa and, you know, all sorts of quarterbacks. I think at the end of the year, he was playing with Skylar Thompson. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's basically what the Chiefs did. And they were just like, all right, peace, you know? And I just feel like, you know, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're a dynasty, but they have qualities to become a dynasty. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, like yeah, they're paying him 50 million dollars this upcoming season. That is his cap hit. But he's worth every penny oh, because yeah. of what he can do. And what he can do without an offensive line as we've seen. You know, going back to the Bucks Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that was you know, he got destroyed in that game and they got destroyed but he never gave up. He never gave into that game. He kept them alive in a sense like, you know, on offense, you obviously can't do anything when you have like four out of five offense linemen injured. But what he was able to do, you know, the performance he was able to have clearly not a hundred percent either. I mean, no. that just tells you all you need to know about the guy. So also, offensive line cam. We talk about it every episode. Uh, yeah. The chiefs drafted three offensive linemen. You know, they drafted Creed Humphrey, who is a all pro pro bowl. I think all pro uh, center. You know, they drafted Trey Smith late in the draft. Not a guy that people were thinking of. He turned into a stud. I was wrong about him. I was right about Creed Humphrey. I was wrong about Trey Smith. Uh, they also drafted Lucas Niang. They signed a big marquee free agent <laughs> he's older but he adds that veteran leadership veteran presence patriot way joe tooney Mm -hmm. right and then they went out and they traded for orlando brown as like the final piece to the puzzle now don't get me wrong they also played andrew wiley last year or this this past year and he played very well and he's probably going to get paid but when you look at it like don't and and again orlando brown is up for free agency they'll probably tag him um, and they're not in the best cap shape. But when you have Patrick Mahomes as young as he is, and you've already proven that, you know, you don't need a bunch of stars everywhere to win. Like you can have all your cornerbacks, all your linebackers, half of your offensive line uh, on rookie deals. Look at their highest paid wide receiver can this upcoming season. It's Marcus is scantling and it's an awful contract. It's $11 million. That's it. Like Juju signed a one-year deal. He's going to go get paid. He's out the door, right? And they'll just draft some other guys. You know, they drafted Sky Moore, caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. They went out and they got another team's trash is another team's treasure. We've talked about that term before, remember? And uh, Kadarius Tony. Giants were done with him. They were done with how injured he was and everything. And Chiefs like, all right, we'll yeah. bring him on it. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> He's so, like that. I mean...
1: You know, and, and they don't win the Super Bowl without him. I mean, let's also talk about yeah. that, the, the you know, the the uh, punt return. So I don't want to, you know, this is not believe in Chiefs, but it just goes to show you that. We're taking notes. You know, yeah. Nick, we're taking notes I, I mean, here. That,
0: yeah, Come on now. Exactly. That's really important. That's really important. And Jake, one thing, you know, I want to point out, you know, it kind of goes back to our quarterback conversation, right? Where, you know, you, ha- you have a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. With Matthew Stafford's health, do the Rams go out and get a quarterback for the future? I think, I think that's something nice that we segue. really, yeah, <laughs> we had a, a nice segue, right? You can't give Chiefs too much love, but you know, I think that's something we really have to think about because when it comes to the Rams, having a quarterback, you think about uh, your Brock Purdy, going back to the 49ers. I know we talk about the Chiefs a lot, but if we give, if we give the 49ers some strife, but Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant quote unquote, but he, he becomes the face of the NFL at some point, Jake, right? Like during the playoffs, he becomes the face of the NFL. Uh, He's crushing it, you know, every game. And the guys are like, hey, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Brock Purdy, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's extremely important to pay attention to. And even if it's not a first rounder or a second rounder, hey, get a guy that's undrafted or maybe get a guy that, you know, the last pick of the draft, but he can contribute to the team. But what the Rams have had, didn't work, Jacob. so I think we really have to pay attention to that. You just went through the offensive line piece. We need an offensive line. That's that's without a doubt. We've got a great backfield, but taking the quarterback position really serious, I, I would love to see a quarterback get drafted, maybe in the late, late rounds for the Rams. I think that would be a good idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think right now they're unless they pick one, in the first round, they're probably looking at a bridge spot starter, um, which is probably what Baker Mayfield would be to them. Honestly, I don't, I don't see them looking at Baker Mayfield like he's the future. And I think that's the issue is a lot of Rams fans. They get caught up in the, you know, well look at what he did for us. And it's like, you know, facts over feelings, man, facts (laughs) over feelings. I love Baker. I love what he did for the Rams. I'll always hold him, you know, a special place in my heart in this awful season, five and 12. I'll always remember that drive against the Raiders. I'll always remember that Broncos game. No matter if the team is 15 and two next year, I'm still going to remember what Baker did in this lost season. I'm not going to forget. He made them watchable again, right? But here's the thing is that Baker has had injury concerns. Baker only played a handful of games at the end of the season. Now, he didn't get to play with Cooper Cup, to be fair. He didn't get to play with A-Rob. He didn't get to play with, uh, you know, like just the offensive line intact. And he didn't get to play really when Aaron Donald was healthy or any of that. Yeah, yeah. Donald's last game was against the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs so uh kind of weird when you think about it but anyway Mm. my point is that baker can go and he could start somewhere but he would have to if he's going to be your franchise quarterback he has to start now because think about it he can't just sit behind matthew stafford for the next what three four years and hope you know that's not going to work out so do you go down the route of the packers is it too early to draft a quarterback to be that guy because right now the Packers are in a weird position. You look over at Aaron Rodgers and it's like, all right, Aaron, you left your uh, darkness retreat, which was hella creepy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's like, he's in, touch, right, so Jake, it's, he's in touch. Yeah. So it's like, uh, where's this going? Are, are you coming back to the Packers? Now I hear all this stuff about the Packers. I was hearing about the jets and the Raiders that we don't even know where he's going. But if he comes back to the Packers, you have to understand that basically Jordan Love was drafted too early. They drafted mm-hmm. a quarterback of the future way too early. Even if he ends up being their quarterback of the future, they drafted him too early. Because you took a first rounder off the field that could have helped that team back in that time. Multiple years, that first rounder still off the field going into his final season. I believe they picked up his fifth year option, if I'm not uh, you know, uh wrong there. But my point is if Aaron Rodgers starts again, Jordan loves going to be a free agent and you don't know anything about this guy. You know (laughs) what you've seen in practice. You've seen a little bit of gameplay with this guy. He's shown you some things, but he hasn't shown you enough to be like, yeah, I'm totally down to give you $40 million, which is probably something that like now, the way that the league is trending, like that's, what's going to happen. Right. And so maybe not 40 million, but you get my point. And so with the Rams, they got to tread lightly here because if they, you know, Stafford ends up playing another four or five years, you're looking at the same damn situation. And if this team is not tanking, which they're not tanking, but if this team is not blowing it up, if this team is not rebuilding, they're doing a soft reboot, which is what I've said. And I expect them to do then they're still trying to compete. They're still trying to win. And if you're drafting a guy in the first round Mm -hmm. and he's not going to play for five years... That's not the move. That's not helping you now, and it's not helping you later when you have to pay him. Because you don't know anything about him. Yeah. So it's not like... Cam, this is the the problem with this question is that there's no right answer. We don't know. I mean, based on Stafford's injury risk with the, I mean, anytime you're doing with the spinal cord, like you have to be careful with that. Rodgers doesn't have that. And he's 38. Stafford already has that. And he's 35. So, or 36. So it's like, to me, I don't think it's as simple as, oh, well, you got to just, you know, Stafford's under contract until this long. So you can't draft a guy. I disagree. So could they draft maybe two quarterbacks? I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Could they draft a guy that they really, really like? Say maybe they draft Hendon Hooker in like the third round. And then late in the seventh round, they have all those picks in the bottom of the draft. You draft a guy that you like. Maybe it's Max Duggan at TCU or somebody like that. And that way it's like, okay, I've covered my bases. I have the guy that if Stafford does go down, I feel like this is the guy that can lead our team And at least be not just a spot starter, but more than that, be a short term quarterback to start, you know, for this team. But Max Duggan, on the other hand, is the guy where if Stafford plays a while, now you talk about quarterbacks as currency. And this is where we like to just continue to circle back to the things we say on this show. But you talk about quarterback being currency. Now you trade a guy like Hendon Hooker, you trade a guy like Jaron Hall or whatever, you realize, Stafford isn't going anywhere. He's going to play the full contract. Let's get some value for this guy. We have Max Duggan. We have Bryce Perkins, you know, doesn't have to be Max Duggan, but you get my point. We have those guys and now we could just roll with those guys, develop them. And now it's like we're bridging the gap in between now and the future. And so if Stafford stays healthy, now you can trade away that guy. You can go and get some picks for him or get a pick for him. And then you could draft maybe in two years, you draft his uh, you know, successor. Maybe that's the thing. But what yeah. I will say is if you trade Jalen Ramsey and you get a first round pick, there's one guy that I would not pass up on if he was there at quarterback. And that my friend is Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Uh, I think he's the closest thing you're going to get as far as just pure tools to Patrick Mahomes. I think if he pans out, he's going to be the second best player in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. I believe that because the Mm -hmm. guy is an astronomically high ceiling, didn't play with a lot of talent at Florida. He didn't get a van Jefferson to play with. Right. So he didn't have that. And then on top of that, I think the coaching is a big issue and I'm not just calling out all Florida coaching, But I'm calling out the fact that the things, the issues that I have with Anthony Richardson, the issues that other people have with him, the reason people think he is so raw is because the things that he needs to get better at can be coached up. They can easily be fixed at the NFL level. That's what gets me excited about him because I see his arm. He can throw at 80 yards. He can run. He looks like Cam Newton, even I'd say better than Cam Newton as a runner. And he breaks tackles. He's big. And the thing about him is that he's got touch. Like, he doesn't just have one throw. He doesn't have, like, one fastball. The guy can mix up his pitches, so to speak. So, you know, I see him layering over in between two, you know, linebackers, two defenders, or whatever, hitting it, you know, hitting that uh, wide receiver in stride, You t- tight end, etc. This guy is the real deal if he gets the right coaching. The Rams would be the right coaching. So, that is the one exception where I'd be like, you know what? It might be a <laughs> little too early, but Anthony Richardson, man, I don't know. But again, Cam, I don't think there's a right and wrong answer because the only one that can answer that question is Matthew Stafford and his
0: spinal cord. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And, you know, when it comes to Matthew Stafford, he won the championship two years ago, so I, th- I still think he has that hot hand. He might have gotten hurt last year, spinal cord injury, but I think he still has a hot hand. Getting someone like Richardson, it could be cool, but, you know, Matthew, you're back in the package situation. Matthew Stafford's going to be a little bit upset. I know his spine's going to be a little upset as well because, like, man... Am I going to sit on the bench now that he's playing? I, I think we I think we roll with Matthew Stafford. Make sure he's healthy. Get a great free agent, right? Whether it's Baker Mayfield, you continue with him, or it's Mike White, our guy from the Jets. I know we keep talking about that with the floor climate coming in. I think it's going to be the best move for the Rams. And I think I think the Rams draft late, Jake. I don't know if we if we you know we trade up and get that first round draft pick. I think we draft late going to the Brock Purdy, you know, that Brock Purdy example. We get a guy that we can develop, that Mike White can develop, that Matthew Stafford can develop. And maybe he's the future for the Rams. And then, hey, two years from now, if that doesn't work out, let's go get a a first rounder like Anthony Richardson in the next draft. But, yeah, I think we roll with Matthew Stafford. I think he's our guy. We give him another chance, make sure he's healthy. And like I said, he still has a hot hand, Jake. He's still tasting the victory. He might have gotten hurt, but... I think he still has it. So we'll see.
1: I think he does too. Um, And I'm not pushing him out. So to speak, I think if you get Anthony Richardson, then he's just Aaron Rodgers under Brett Favre. Yeah. I mean, honestly, to a T that's actually a really good example. Um, Because you talk about a high, you know, draft pick in the first round, you know, top quarterback prospect. And then you talk about, you know, Stafford who plays like he's far, you know, the way he always moves out of the pocket, makes things happen, takes that risky throw. He's always, you know, go big or go home. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's almost to a T and I, I think that'd be very interesting. Now, Anthony Richardson probably isn't falling to the Rams lap because the Rams, if they get a first rounder is probably going to be a late first rounder because they're probably going to want to get another pick, whether that's a second or a third, which they should. Uh, I don't want to see Les Snead doing any of the, we'll give you a six. Then you give us a, you know, Jalen and a six for a first and a third. Like, no, 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 no. I want a first and a third for Jalen. Stop giving away picks. Like I want <laughs> picks, you know, this, this team is cap strapped. You know, let, let, let's, let's not give up those picks. I mean, I, I can't stand those pick swap trades. Like you got more picks. You don't need to give up another one. I don't know. That, I, just, I hate that. Um, So I'm counting on you, Les. I'm counting on you. Come and, on, and Les. Don't be doing, don't be doing no Sam Bradford, uh, you know, Nick Foles thing. I When he <laughs> came out, I don't know if you knew this, but he came out and said, uh, after the the Nick Foles, St. Bradford deal, he's like, well, we were offered a first rounder for Bradford, but we wanted Nick Foles. So we settled for a second Nick Foles. And I'm like, you could have drafted a quarterback. Like, why'd you do that? Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. Like stuff like that just irks me. Um, I love player personnel and and all the like the general manager stuff. I've been doing it since I was a little kid on Madden. And uh, I just hate that. I, like, I'm yeah. always trying to get the most value, not trying to screw the other person because same thing in like fancy football. If you're making a trade with your friend, like I'm not trying to screw my friend over. You don't make a trade unless it benefits both parties. Yeah. But I also don't want to let my friend fleece me. <laughs> so, yeah. it, you know, and that's, 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 that's
0: business one-on-one that's negotiation one-on-one. Right. Cause then, yeah. Hey, the next year or the next time they're going to remember that they're going to be like, Hey, remember that time you did me dirty. So you always want to have a gentleman's or, or, uh, you know, a lady's bet, you know, you want to make sure that you're treating people right. Cause you just never know, Jake, you never know. (laughs) You
1: never know. And, and even furthermore, cab, you never know if people are going to remember you're that guy. And then you, you develop that like on both sides, you develop the, uh, you know essentially the the reputation of being the guy that just fleeces people now no one wants to trade with you one or two you become the guy that everyone knows that they can fleece so they just always fleece you and you never realize it you're like why am i always giving up more than everyone else it's like uh <laughs> hello yeah it's like i don't know it's 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 one of those things man it's like the uh the the yankee tax in baseball like teams know that the yankees the, the reason everyone taxes them more than everyone else when they're doing trades, because they know like the Yankees have the prospects. They're the, they're the team that just, you know, 27 titles and they bought championships and all that. So they know they can get a little bit out of the Yankees where it's like, all right, like this other team, the small market pirates team might be giving up two prospects. The Yankees are now giving up five because they know the Yankees have done it before and they will continue to do it. And that's why the Yankee tax very much real and exists at the trade deadline and it's one of those things where in any sport if you are a general manager like you're known for that teams are just gonna walk all over you so les has done a fantastic job of getting talent in the building but when he's pushed talent out i don't want to say push that's kind of mean but when he's he's traded talent away robert quinn you got like hardly anything for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. He ended up going not long late, not long after and having an 18 and a half sacks second in the league in sacks. Yeah. Uh, William Hayes. <laughs> I know William Hayes didn't do much after he left the Rams, but Hayes was very good. Okay. Going into that year, they traded him. It's like they, they traded him for his future value and not what he actually was. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Alec Google I mean, you know, the guy, he's the first extension of the Sean McVay era and less need era. And he gets traded away for like a fourth and a sixth. I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. It's like you got to get more value. They got nothing for Todd Gurley. I mean, you're yeah. talking about the most dominant guy. I, I I don't care what Awood says. He was the most dominant non-quarterback offense, uh, maybe even like most dominant offensive player in the NFL with that span he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when Sean McVay got a hold of him, I remember a quote. Jeff Fisher, no offense, Jeff, but Jeff Fisher had, uh, Todd Gurley looking like Eddie George and Sean McVay turned, uh, what was it? Todd Gurley into Marshall Falk. And I totally knew it. Like exactly Mm. when I read that I was like, oh my God, this is so true. Like we were watching (laughs) it before our eyes, but yeah, to make a long story short, essentially Leste got nothing. For for nothing at all for Todd Gurley. We must and do better. Still pains me. We must
0: do, we must do better, Jake. Right. And, and like you mentioned it, right? Not pushing guys out, but you know, when you say one man's trash, another man's treasure, when when the Rams do push people out, it makes them feel like trash. So let's make sure that we value them. Hey, trade treasure for treasure, not trash for trash. That could be the title of it of this podcast. Let's trade treasure for treasure, not trash for treasure. So we'll see. <laughs>
1: we we will definitely see um now let's uh let's wrap this up with a little report card talk Mm. Uh, no not high school college or middle school I don't just get get your mind out of that school nonsense report card we're talking NFL PA we're talking 32 teams the Rams ranked 25th now here's the thing okay they were ranked very highly in um training staff and that does not surprise me. I've only heard amazing things about their training staff, Reggie Scott, all those guys, they do a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah. You know, everyone I've ever talked to said that um, this wasn't surprising to me. It's not that the Rams, cause I know fans might be like, are you saying we're the 25th ranked?" No, no, no. Hold on a sec. Not everything is how it seems. This, this ranking can go up like that very easily but they have to upgrade a couple things. Now, Cam, you have experienced this, okay? So we're going to talk. They, I believe they're 28th. I don't have it in front of me, but they were 28th in uh, family like experience or, or whatever it was called, like the treatment yeah. of families, I think it was. So let's start with that. Um, How did you, as a player for the LA Rams, how did you feel they treated your family? Do you think 28th in the league is fair?
0: So a lot of times when it comes to the rankings, it's from the players' rankings, right? So what the NFLPA does, they send out a survey, whether the guys are through their emails or whether they're on site the facility, and they send out a survey and they, and they rank some, some of the things there. When it comes to the communication for the family members, I saw that that was pretty low. That's why they're eighth um, because of that. I think a lot of it comes between tickets, right? When a lot of times when in the NFL, just in general with Jake, right? Where tickets for family members, I've had family members sitting at the top of stadiums. You know, um, we're playing, we're playing the Giants at MetLife Stadium. It's cold, it's freezing cold November and they're at the top of the stadium And they're like, dude, what what is this? You know, you're paying three hundred dollars for these tickets per person. You got them at the top of the stadium. And so I think a lot of times when it comes to treatment of family, it's because of the tickets. And I I don't always want to blame the NFL for this, but I want to blame Ticketmaster, Jake, because a lot of times (laughs) we got to have a full segment on this, Jake. Right. But a lot of times when. The NFL, they they get a certain amount of tickets, and these teams get a certain amount of tickets. I feel like they have to go and buy extra tickets from Ticketmaster, and the tickets aren't great. And so they shovel them out to some of the players. Sometimes, then drafted players get the the worst of the tickets, and the first rounders get the best of the tickets. I've been on the back end of that, where, for example, you know I had a chance to broadcast the Super Bowl in 2018, Rams versus Patriots, and I went. I was with the Buccaneers at the time, and I went to the ticket person. I said, hey. Can I get some $2000 tickets for my for my family? Jake, mind you, when I'm broadcasting this game is with Talk Sport Radio and we're at the top of the stadium, you can barely see anything. My my family was literally right below me and I'm like, hey, man, like I played in the NFL, I paid $2000 for these tickets. Why my why are my family members this close? And so I would have definitely given a, a lower rank because of that as well. So I do think a lot of this is because of tickets. And, you know, when it comes to family communication, whether it be after a game, you want to see your family members. For an example, we were playing in Arizona one time, playing in Arizona. The communication was off and my family members weren't able to see me because they didn't get into the family section inside the stadium. They were kind of waiting with everyone else outside. And so I miss seeing my family there. And so sometimes teams drop the ball with that. And so I really think it, be- it comes down to ticketing and just the accommodation of the family members when it comes to games, pre-game and post-game.
1: So it sounds to me, Cam, like this, and by the way, I did bring it up because I had, I felt like 28 was a little low. Uh, they're tied for 24th, D-plus grade. <clears throat> sounds to me like they kind of got clumped in. Uh, there, there's a lot of teams that are just really not great at this, and it's not like the Rams treated your family poorly, but this sounds like more like a greater NFL issue, right?
0: That's what I. That's what I think it is, Jake. I think it's a greater NFL issue. I think sometimes these teams are given um, whole like wholesale tickets, or hey, guys, we have a whole bunch of tickets for you, take them. And sometimes the players get the short end of the stick. So I think this is more of a NFL issue rather than a team issue because you know when you look at that report card, it's it's not the personnel within the Rams facility that are getting low grades, right? You talk about the trainers, they got rated high, but the training facilities aren't rated high. I think the weight training staff got ranked number one, right? But the weight room is not number one. And so I, I think really it's more of the situation rather than the people. And I do think that the Rams, the people within the organization, my mom always says this, Kim, they always take care of Terry, always take care of you. Uh Jockeys McClendon, he's the player engagement rep for for the for the Rams. Every he's always taken care of me, Jake. And so forever grateful for him and for the Rams organization for that. So it's more of a, like you said, a big, uh, more of a bigger picture thing, NFL thing rather than the Rams organization.
1: Yeah. And before, cause we we're actually, we'll go through each one of these bang them out real quick. Uh, just getting your thoughts on them. But before we do that, the, um, the ticket master thing, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. talk too long about it, but <laughs> they stole over $300 of my money because you know, my friend and I had, we had purchased these tickets and I'm sure if, if he's watching this, he's sitting there like, oh, God. But uh, <laughs> we purchased these tickets. Ticketmaster, you know, basically gave us our money back, uh, but gave it in, in a form of credit because of COVID. The, the mm. you know concert got canceled. It was an Incubus concert in uh, Saratoga. And uh, so, you know, it was like 300 something bucks that we got in credit, right? It was on my account and I tried to jump through every freaking hoop in the book to try to use this damn credit, Cam. Yeah. Ask anyone that knows me. I have like mo- like complained about this credit for so long because I had two years to do it, and I tried to get Panic at the Disco concert tickets. At one point, Cam, I was scrambling. I was trying to get like toby keith tickets i don't even know if the guy plays my point is like <laughs> literally i was just trying to get this thing spent because it, it just bugged the crap out of me and so there were all these different things like you can't have any resale so then when i didn't have resale and i got in first like i was like okay this is not resell this is pre-sale i'm doing it you can't have any pre-sale and i was like okay so i just can't freaking buy anything with this this is about as useful as monopoly dollars and i hate
0: <laughs> you so, yeah. yeah,
1: Ticketmaster sucks. And if they hear me and if if this burns any bridge, I didn't want to bridge with you anyway. All right, let's
0: move on. <laughs> Wait, so, real quick, what about the Taylor Swift issue with Ticketmaster? Wasn't that a big, a big issue? Like, there's so many uh, Ticketmasters coming up. There's always
1: issues. There's always <laughs> issues. Like the fact, like, oh, we're against bots. Oh, we're against scalping. But you literally allow it all the time to the point where Foo Fighters back in the day, I I can attest this my dad went to a Foo Fighters show where it was general admission it was this crazy club show keep in mind Foo Fighters is massive they sell out arenas in seconds and so he goes to New York City camps out basically for these tickets and you had to get there it was called Beat the Bots because Mm. Foo Fighters was doing these pop-up shows to stop these bots and these, these scammers and these scalpers from stealing all these tickets online because Ticketmaster doesn't do a damn thing so,
0: you it's know, there are more
1: artists. It's not beef for Ticketmaster. Yeah. It's not
0: beef.
1: <laughs> trash. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Anyway, moving on. NFL Drop ticket master. All right. Moving on. Food service <laughs> and nutrition is a D. Uh, tied for 22nd. Where are you on this?
0: Yeah, it, it's tough because, like I said, the facility, right? The chefs may not be uh, D-ranked chefs, but I do think it's the facilities, Right. Um, For an example, when I was with the Rams, a lot of times the Rams would bring in vendors sometimes because local LA vendors, they would come outside and cook outside of the cafeteria uh, because there was not much space there. So a lot of these rankings are coming in where it's like, Hey Rams, do we, do we build, do we build a facility, a practice facility for these players, an actual place to house them? Do you bring these guys to the, uh, to SoFi stadium, right? Practice at SoFi stadium and build some locker room space there. Like what, you know, they not have locker room space, so, you know, why not move them there? What does that look like? But I do know that up in Thousand Oaks, where the facilities are, it's not great, and the kitchen is not great, but they do their best to, you know, <laughs> suffice these big football players. I mean, these guys are 330 pounds, so you got to feed them. Um, there's a lot of calories being taken in, so they do the best that they can, but it's, it's not great, Jake. That's why these numbers are so low. It's the facilities, not the people.
1: Yes. And, and that's that's what I've heard as well. Tied for twenty second D. We're gonna combine the four due to time constraints. Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. But weight room C, strength coaches A plus. Yeah. Uh, so they're first. Weight Excellent. room was twenty fifth. Training room is twenty fourth. And training staff is uh, A plus first. So first in strength. First in training. Tied for first. That tells me. It sounds to me like you got all these Hall of Famers. Around no offensive line, no defensive line, no secondary. I mean, that's basically what I'm hearing is that yeah. like, you've got all these great talents and these individuals that care and want to ascend and, and, and rise everyone up and, and help everyone. But these facilities are like having an offensive line where everyone's in their 45s and their <laughs> yeah. defensive line where no one can move. They're all in like, you know, they're, they're all using a cane or something. I mean, that, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're hot tubbing outside in like an outdoor jacuzzi, you know, it's really makeshift Jake. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the, the meetings are in trailers. Like it's, It's not the best situation. You know, sometimes like in high school where you have like some of the AP classes, sometimes they were like in trailers, you walk outside of the building and you go out there like that's where a lot of the ramps facilities are. It's like a trailer that's done a really nice expanded, blown out, pimped out. But uh, it's it's not the best situation. That's why these things are, are being ranked so low. So. Do they move the Rams to SoFi? So they bring their, you know, they bring their numbers up. What does that look like? I, I was know,
1: thinking that.
0: you know, that'd be really nice. And I do think too, right? To keep the guys out of Los Angeles. That's why things are in the Thousand Oaks area. A lot of times people don't realize, but Thousand Oaks is about a 45 to hour hour drive into LA. Traffic, distance and all that. And so keeping the guys uh, away from the business, I think is going to be really important for focus. And then you go to training camp, uh, the, the Rams do training camp. Uh, Out in Oxnard. Sometimes they do it also in Irvine at UC Irvine. And so doing it away from the city is is for focus purposes. But when it comes to the facilities, right, like to keep guys like Bobby Wagner, to keep guys like Jalen Ramsey, it's almost like college where you want to have the bells and the whistles for these guys to feel comfortable. If you go and lose a game. Or a whole bunch of games like the Rams did last year. You're going to a trailer to then talk about how to get better the next day, and you're going to a, a jacuzzi that's outside. You're getting food that's out on the balcony. Like, it makes it tough, my man. It makes it tough to retain talent. So, similar to college, you want to have the bells and whistles. You know, like Clemson, they had a dang on slide in there. You know, in their facility, like you want to have that so guys can feel comfortable at home.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny when you say makeshift jacuzzi. I'm just thinking of like a tin, like a like a, a pool, like you know, one of those tin pools, like yeah, like the little kids. You know, like, yeah. I'm talking really, really like cheap. You know, oh, you're you talking know? about the kiddie like, pool,
0: the kiddie. <laughs> I mean, man, it's, you know, it, it, it's not that not it's not like the, it's not far <laughs> away from that. But it's, you know, it's like your backyard jacuzzi, you know what I mean? Your whirlpool. Yeah. Like it's one of those. But it's it's just tough to manage, man. It's tough to manage when you go to places. Uh, you think about the Dallas Cowboys like the star. Like they got it made there, man. Like that's the stuff mm. that, you know, athletes you're getting paid a certain amount of money, you're expected to perform at a certain level. Like those are the things that you want to see in the places you want to be a part of
1: and now with the the locker room and team travel we'll combine them uh locker room is d uh tied for 25th team travel uh b minus tied for 18th so apparently team travel like a lot of teams in the league travel well if b minus is tied for 18th but what i want to uh ask you here uh actually what i want to reiterate so so this is all this isn't game to game. This isn't obviously the locker room's amazing. at SoFi stadium. You're saying this is practices and like training camp, right?
0: Yeah. This is practices and training camp. Um, you know, the locker room, it gets like when it's cold outside, it's cold in there. Right. Cause the AC, the, you know, the heat doesn't really pump and flow into a, you know, uh, one of those tin tin boxes. So it is very, it's very makeshift Jake. They do, they do the best they can. And, you know, it's tough because the Rams, when we moved from St. Louis to L.A., you won a Super Bowl within a couple of years. So it's like, oh wow, you know, maybe maybe these trailers do work. But no, like when you're losing, like it, it makes it even worse. And so, you know, it, it might be something where you know less need and, and Sean McVay's like, hey, we need to get these guys into some premium you know locations so they can feel comfortable. But it's. It is what it is. When you move from St. Louis to LA, I guess that's what happens to Stan Kroenke. You know, you gotta figure out how to get your guys comfortable and, and winning football games at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I know he he had recently invested in a mall or, or whatever, and a, a, you know, an old vacated mall or whatever. And uh, that's gonna be the new training facility, I believe. Uh, but I mean, this should have been all yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood making. Yeah, yeah. this should have been in the making a long time ago. They, they I mean, we're now in 2023. You, uh, the, the Rams should have a top of the like money is not an issue. It's not like Stan Kroenke can't afford it. And it's not like he he's being cheap. I think really he just he might have misjudged this. You know, it might have taken way too long and, you know, all of that. But uh, yeah, they got to get this fixed. Uh, the players deserve better. You just won the Super Bowl. And as a Super Bowl champion, you're like, man. What am i doing it d3 facility like come on like you know like, yeah. like i i get it i do and uh i think this is important because i think the league has to do better uh especially with the treatment of families um you know there's no excuse all of these should be a plus it's the nfl it's the richest league all of these should be a plus yeah. regardless especially uh, the family
0: part Jake it's, if you can't do the yeah. facility part right now like that's okay you know you're working on that but the family part i think that's no excuse you know i mean these guys we we work hard for what we do you know think about your family members your you know your pops and your family your 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 yeah. brothers and sisters like you want to make sure they're taken care of and so that that's that's no excuse that's like kind of like when you say when you show up to work or you you show up to do something you know you can you can Manage your effort. You know you can manage your attitude. Like with stuff like this, like you can manage communicating properly and treating people's families right. Like that's that's inexcusable out of that whole list there
1: totally agree with you um i've i've been to the family section before i think one of the family members let me in i think for the rams and packers game and no one knew like where it was so we like and that was at uh that was at the coliseum so it could be completely different at so fi um but it, it like that has been an issue before uh it sounds to me like the, the rams staff is great they just need to upgrade their facilities and the nfl does need to take more accountability for these tickets, this communication, um, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So, yeah, I think that was great and appreciate your, you know, your uh, humble and, uh, you know, insightful responses. <laughs> without on getting space. in trouble, without getting in yeah, trouble there you're, yeah. you're not trying to throw hands at anybody. You're just like, hey, look, let me be real with you. This is how it was. I love the guys there, but I'm not going to lie because, you know, the Rams have treated me well. I got to be honest here. Otherwise, things yeah. won't get better. If no yeah. one talks about this, then it's just, okay. <laughs> and,
0: the, and, the, <laughs> right. and the facts don't lie. The report card doesn't lie. So I'm just telling, I'm just expressing, you know, breaking down what that report card is saying is the facilities aren't great. And the report card shows, I mean, come on, it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah guys we appreciate you uh be sure to check us out on all podcast platforms if you like just audio or whatever uh subscribe like comment rate review uh this podcast as always has been uh presented by betonline.ag he's cameron lynch i'm jake ellenbogen and we've had a blast until next time
0: folks take it easy later folks thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can
1: always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.